What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is a big week, and, you know, we're going to have a little bit of time at the end of the show, so we're going to make some predictions for this weekend. I'm sure Alex keeps up to date with all the New Japan happenings. Oh, all, all, all of them. All, all of them. But all the man to my far, far left or right, whatever the hell you want to do, will be doing some live post shows over at YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. He is Mr. Warren Hayes. Congrats on 1,000. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to just take a second to thank everyone, all of the Fightful followers who uh, who uh, listened to Sean for once <laughs> <laughs> and decided to come uh, subscribe to my channel. I, I'm super humbled, honestly. You know, I'm making a, uh, making a joke out of it, but I really, really do appreciate it. Very humbled. Thank you, everyone who came to subscribe. And, hey, you can still come subscribe anyway, even though I hit 1,000. That'd be yeah. nice. Uh, that's a big milestone because you can monetize at that level, and Warren is—he's uh, been doing a lot of great shows over there for quite a while. Uh, as has Alex Pawlowski on our Fightful Select service. Uh, you want to check out his Sour Graps review of Monday Night Raw on the Wedding of the Century? I have isolated a little brief clip and put it on my YouTube channel. Alex, that was uh, as I said on. On the show with Denise, it, it's like our WrestleMania moment, really. <laughs> this, well, <laughs> when we point at the sign in the future, it's going to be like yeah. a cat fight between Lana and Liv Morgan. Yeah, that. Or I was just thinking, maybe maybe our logo, the thing we point to, is just like a like an old tombstone with just wrestling written on it. Yeah. Like every time wrestling dies, we just point to the sign. Uh, yeah, re- re- wrestling died to death. Uh, but happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, here's the drill. There's no real NXT tonight. Alex will give you a, a brief rundown of what he liked at the end of this show from last What he show. liked? For, he likes yeah. stuff? Well, it's NXT. He's going to like it's the NXT. show. It's NXT. I like it. It's that. NXT. And we're going to talk about the awards and the bearded white guy European classic, uh, tag team tournament that is running. <laughs> but we're also going to make quick predictions for New Japan Wrestle Kingdom uh, this weekend. 
Myself and Jeremy Lambert will have a wrap-up after day two. I thought about doing post-shows. I am not as, um, I don't know what the word is, not as excitable as Warren in that regard because I just know there will be a plethora of takes that will expire in about three hours if I do a show after night one. So we're going to do a wrap-up after night two. I'll have something for New Year Dash as well. Fightful Pods is where to catch that. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Uh, no update on the YouTube situation yet. We're hoping to find out a little bit more maybe next week, the week after. Uh, but subscribe right here. It's January 1st. We're here to talk about a really good AEW Dynamite. Oh. Boys, this featured one of my favorite shows of the, the, the entire, the, my favorite matches of the entire run. This Cody Darby Allen match is such a good television pro wrestling match, Alex. Yep. Jesus. It, a couple years ago, the three star Cody jokes were running wild. That, that shit is long gone right now. Yeah, no, this is, uh, it's, it's so nice, uh, you know, for, 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 for once to, to be able to say, I'm just going to watch AEW and not even like, yeah. like have to glance at something else because I've, I've already seen all these matches. It's great that they're showing them on USA, but I've already seen all these matches they're showing on NXT, so I gotta actually watch and pay attention to every bit of commentary and all the ins and outs of the storytelling of each match as opposed to just seeing like big moves replayed. This was great. I, I really love what Darby Allen is doing. Like I think he's really he's building himself up to a point where he's he's really young, he's got a lot to grow, but he's already so far in his persona. Like he's he's a fully fledged character that you can absolutely go. I know at least four things about this person that, that like are identifiable and like here are some traits that I know he's going to pull out certain things in each match because of who he is, all this kind of stuff and have him be in there with Cody in this kind of a thing like like Darby Allen saying, I'll team with you to fight these guys if you give me another shot at you because I know I can beat you after last time. All of that going back all the way to June, like all of that encompassed in a really great TV match like that's this is fantastic stuff. This is stuff I wish we would see more on Mondays and Friday nights of all that history and all the character like fully fledged characters getting to interact in the ring and tell a story within the match, but also have all that built up leading into the match. Fantastic. Warren, am I alone in just loving this Daily's Place venue? This thing looks awesome. The crowd is great and it's I think it's open air, and for it to be that, that is an awesome, like, however they're miking it, it sounds great. Ah, so that explains why Justin Roberts was dressed the way he was. I thought he looked like a, it was, it looked like it was a little, little cold. I loved yeah. it. Honestly, I loved it. I loved the, the, um, the entrance ramp being a little angled like that, the far wall being lit up, and then you, you just get the sense of the crowd. I don't know how big a venue it is. Honestly, I don't, but uh, I I like a loud crowd, regardless of where 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 you are. I love full sale because it's a loud crowd; they're into it. I, and despite the fact that some people say Ooh, it's small time, it's that's what you want from a wrestling match. You want you want a really really hot crowd. But I'm going to tell you one thing: whether they run it, they ran tonight, and whether whether they ran it in in this building or in an eighteen thousand seater. Man, whatever crowd they had was going to be hot for every single thing that happened tonight. This show was amazing. Yeah, it's like a 5,500 capacity, I think, and it's connected to 
the football stadium, obviously. So this is just it. This is I don't want to say a fail safe territory, but it, it, it's a home game for AEW, sure. so to speak. Like, uh, and I think that's cool. And I think it's cool that they have. I see. I, I know somebody will give me shit if I compare it to like the Manhattan Center or something, but a familiar setting in which AEW can go to often, and you can only identify that setting with AEW. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very, very cool. And it's already on my list of places like I would have loved to have seen a PWG event at their old venue. However, mm-hmm. their new venue looks awesome. I want to go there. You can only really identify those places with PWG. And now AEW has its own. Um, God damn, I love this Cody Darby Allen match. It, it ran back a match that was very good months ago. It had an awesome crowd. They teased possibly another time limit draw because they kept mentioning the time limit draw. That was really good. You have Arn Anderson, who is now Cody's personal advisor, getting up on the apron and saying, Cody, get your knees up. And Cody gets his knees up to win the match. So you establish, here's why this guy is here. Here is why he got brought in. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But another callback I love is the coffin drop because Mm – this coffin drop was the one. This is the one that had people saying, he's really going to have to stop doing that or his career is going to end. Like It was a talking point, and he hit it this time, and it was really good. Also, I got to give Jim Ross credit. I thought he was on top of his game. I thought one of his best calls was this match. Taz works really good with them. Man, he sounded happy to be there. Um they, they've got, I don't want to say an embarrassment of riches with commentary, but they got Golden Boy just hanging out. They got Tony Schiavone there sometimes. They got a lot of people. As long as they don't bring in that weird all elite fleet guy that didn't say shit that one match that, that won a contest to be there, they're good. I really dug this match. Uh, Alex, I want to know what you think about Arn Anderson's involvement and him being announced. I mean, I think, I think it, it's, it's, it's kind of a big time thing. Like it's, it's just like, you know, you know who this guy is. Yeah. Everybody knows who this guy is. He's on our team. You can tell because he's wearing a little zip-up, like, vest thing with, with a logo on it. And he <laughs> pointed did. to it. Yeah, he pointed <laughs> to it. Yeah. So Hashtag, I'm with AEW. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, And this is a perfect thing for him. Like, the, the, I, I would like to see him utilized more in maybe the capacity of, of you know, coaching somebody who's not one of the Rhodes brothers, like somebody yeah. who would need some coaching. Cause I feel like the Rhodes brothers have kind of got this thing down. They've been doing it for a while. So, um, but I, I like, I liked him being utilized in, in this particular uh, way that he did with the, get the knees up thing, like an actual moment of coaching within the match that led to the victory. That's important as opposed to just like his presence at ringside yeah. is going to change things. And then does it, does it not like him actually doing it? That's good. That adds to the storytelling. It's better that great, way. Great coaches add a lot. Have, do you all know who Greg Jackson is? He is the but, famed coach of George St. Pierre, John Jones, uh, several others, and famously one time, George St. Pierre is over there in the corner and he goes, I think I tore my groin. And Greg Jackson goes, I don't care. Hit him with your groin. <laughs> and you know what? George St. Pierre won that fight and many others. So the right coach can do a lot of things. I, I like the idea of the head coach thing. It, I chuckled a lot, you know, when Cody had some, early on in the match, you know, 
the, he's he has the back and forth with with Allen. He can't get the upper hand, and he goes over and 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 um, uh, Anderson starts giving him indications, and he lifts a, a piece of paper to his lips. You know, it's like and, you know, NFL yes. lip reading. I thought that was fantastic. Like but when the, when you're when you're having a mound meet mound visit in baseball and you cover up with your glove, <laughs> like I thought that was fantastic. But the thing here is that they they did say that he's the head coach of the Nightmare Family, which got me back to thinking: who's left in the Nightmare Family outside of Dustin? There's, I, I think Brandy sort of mentioned that the Nightmare Collective is an offshoot of the Nightmare uh, of the Nightmare Family, or you know, it's the Nightmare Family so, Wolf Pack. <laughs> yeah then we're gonna start getting tears um so i like i don't know how that's going to work out but i do want to point out sean because you do mention this you know when you talk a lot about seth rollins matches you know when we talk about when you t- uh, t- when we talk about uh dives topi yeah. suicidas and how you always complain because everyone's like putting their hands forward and pushing people across not not darby allen tonight mm-hmm. He did a tope suicida right through the ropes, and he just launched his body head first that was into a Cody Rhodes. Tope homicida because he almost <laughs> killed Cody. It was awesome. Best was best suicide dive on TV. Yeah, it yeah. was incredible. I really yeah. loved it. This this was just such a good TV wrestling match. I yeah. loved it, man. Somebody says. Today is a holiday. Is this live or pre-taped? We're, we're right after a show, you guys. What? Us or – is he talking about us or AEW? I hope they mean AEW. <laughs> I hope they mean AEW. Because I don't know if he can tell right now, but we're referring to the thing that he just wrote us. So we are live. Hennessy, <laughs> my dude. Come on. Come on. Uh, SCU interviewed backstage. Scorpio Sky says everyone wants to step up to the champions. Says nobody likes spooky perverts like Dark Order, who come and ruin their finishes. And then Frankie looks at him and says, "Gross." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kazarian says Santana and Ortiz will go down like the Young Bucks did. Sammy shows up and uh, takes a shot, and he's going to face Christopher Daniels next week. I like the evolution of this. You have Sammy Guevara, who started wrest- or who was born around the time Daniels probably started to wrestle. I mean, and we'll talk more about about that a little bit later. But I like that it, it furthers the does Daniels still have it thing, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But AEW Women's World Championship. Now this happened because Chris Thatlander was double booked. She was booked for Beyond Show and a bar wrestling show and. They ended up rocking with this. Now, there's no reason that should have happened. There was a miscommunication on somebody's part. However, I think it ends up being a happy accident. Uh, Riho retains, but uh, Warren, your thoughts when this double booking situation came about? Uh, I thought I had the exact same thoughts that, you know, there's clearly something that was not properly vetted. Someone just didn't ask someone a proper question such as, hey, Chris. Yeah. Do you have any matches on, uh, you know, around the 1st of January? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it'd be just really that simple, honestly. Um, but otherwise, uh, I thought it was handled well, though, by AEW. Uh, keeps up, uh, you know, keeps up a, a good 
maintains the goodwill that the smarter fans have towards AEW. No, they didn't insist that Statlander pull out of her matches. No, okay, honor your bookings, Chris, and then you know that and 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 not only will we do something else, we'll just put your match later. So it's it's a class move, especially for the people who bought tickets to the indie shows to see see Statlander or not. That's up for debate, but who did pay money to see her wrestle to some to some extent. Uh, I thought that was, you know, very classy and just adds on a little more goodwill. I think it was a good move. Yeah, and from what I understand, many of the new contracts are not exclusive because, quite frankly, you don't need to pay somebody six figures to wrestle twice a month. So uh, I'm okay with that uh, as long as AEW has priority. The makeup was Riho against Nyla. Britt Baker, and Cheetah. Alex, what did you think of this as like a make good in the interim? Well, I mean, like, it's cool that they have the match. The match was fine, and got Cheetah looked great. Like, that's cool. But if the, you still say the match, the match you had planned for tonight is happening later, then isn't <clears throat> Riho winning this match kind of a foregone conclusion? Like, it just it felt like it was kind of a... I don't know. I don't know how that whole thing. Like, if it was, if there was a fourth contender, like you can say these four contenders, they get the next shot. Whoever wins versus Riho and Chris Statlander, there's no rematch. It's one of these four. Maybe then there's something on the line, but it didn't feel like I, I never felt like Rio was in danger of losing the title if they were still planning on doing that match between Rio and Chris Statlander. So I saw a possibility of. Britt Baker winning this match and then dropping the title next week. And honestly, things didn't unfold that unlike how I, I had kind of predicted. I thought that maybe she would win it. I mean, for better or for worse, Britt Baker is always going to have an uphill battle as a babyface because she was the first signing. She was the first signing. So for the same reason you have Hangman Page always having an uphill battle. He was the first guy to say, I want to be AEW world champion. So they are pictured as the poster child for that division whether she is or not that's the perception and she's had a lot of opportunities and mm -hmm. always come up short and she did again but i thought that she could win and then lose it next week to the person who is actually the really over baby face and chris statlander and then that could kind of set her off as it turns out she got set off anyway but it was Riho that did it this match Ruled as well, Warren. Jesus. Yep. You, you got, you got Riho, hasn't been on TV in two months. Nikaru mm -hmm. Shida, who's really emerged and been special. Dr. Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, both really still learning, mm -hmm. uh, wrestling TV and a little bit green. And it all came together here. I love this match. I thought this was fantastic. I, it is probably the best women's match that's been put on Dynamite so far. It was really, really good. Uh, you don't have to look far for the reasons, though. You have two super experienced women in Shida and Riho who were able to guide this match. And you could tell at some points that they were they were directing traffic. Uh, Britt looked good, and I think the match played to Nyla's strengths. They didn't put Nyla in a situation where she had to absolutely stand out everything that she did catered to her strengths and that's what you have to do that's what you have to do in her case it's it was fantastic there 
so many great, great things happened. That that uh, crossbody that Riho hit off the top rope was just beautiful. The extension she got on it was wonderful. Um, the the senton the the senton that uh, Nyla did through the table on Sheeta was crazy. Although I didn't care much for the rope hang where she rope hung Sheeta over the top rope, and then Sheeta sort of. Stayed on the on the ropes while Nyla climbed all the way up and then did her guillotine leg drop. It, that to me, it's it's Del Rio spot territory for me. You could Sheeta was actually trying to sell it like, oh, I can't get my footing, I can't get off the rope. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I don't Come like that on. at all. But uh, that's the- a nitpick. It's a nitpick in regards to the entire match because this was really, really, really cool, and I loved the ending with all the the the, the switching. Ah, it was fantastic. I loved it. I actually thought Sheeta was going to win this. There was a moment where I was like, they're building this up to, so that we get Sheeta versus Statlander next week. I really thought that this was going to happen because Rio hasn't been on because she had lots of dates in Japan that she had to honor. I'm thinking, well, what's her schedule like coming up? I have no idea. Uh, that's why I thought they were going for The table spots were awesome, too. Sheeta rules, man. She Yeah. And I really feel like she should have been the first champion as opposed to Rio. And uh, – Riho got the push early, and it ended up working. Uh, Alex, what did you think about this? Well, I mean, like i i I'd like to see the belt off of of Riho, if only because of her. She's working the Brock Lesnar schedule in in America. Yeah. At least. like she's it's it's so hard to like get her on TV, so that thing can be actually you know, which was uh, the point of contention for Britt later when she right confronted her. Yep. Yeah, um, I I thought you know. This was, uh, you know, at least they, they did one of those fun finishes where the person winds up getting pinned, but like only because of the craziness of everything going on around. Um, I thought that was good. Um, I don't love Nyla getting her heat back all the time. Yeah. Like, she's got to start picking up wins if she's still just like, but she didn't get pinned. Like, there was that one time where she got pinned and then and then do, flew into a rage and Hulk smashed everything. And I'm like, okay, but but win something. <laughs> Um, I, 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 yeah, I think there are so many great women on the AW roster, um, who might be, and again, I think Rio is fantastic in the ring, but who might be more relatable to an American audience. Unfortunately, like the way that it, it's not, she's not being presented as like Oscar or Kyrie Sane. The, the, the baby doll outfit has never really made any sense to me. It's, well, I know it's a Joshi thing, but it's yeah. not like in, in America, it doesn't quite read the same way. There are, but there are women who I think are going to be up and comers throughout the year. That in a year from now we're going to be talking about Big Swole near the top, yeah, Satlander near the top. All these people that are going to be just she, excellent stars. She should try a microphone and a fake mustache. I think that might get over. That might work. I, I think that might work too. Nobody's doing that, and that seems like it would be a perfectly great wrestling gimmick. You're uh, right. After this match, Doctor Britt Baker is backstage, and uh, this is after Nyla Rose attacked Riho. So. I think Nyla probably should have attacked somebody else. Like she, her attacking Sheeta would make sense, uh, or or even Baker. But if you're gonna see Baker and Riho a little bit later, I I would like to not see that be the person that Nyla attacks. Set up Nyla for something else, uh, and maybe a, go ahead. It's a great opportunity to get Nyla away <sighs> from the title picture and get her into it. Yes. Get a secondary women's feud. Exactly. If Nyla's ready to pin somebody, and let's say Sheeta. Like shit cans her out out of the ring and like and breaks up the pinfall and and Nyla blames her. 
you can have a feud going on that's just as great as whatever's going on with the title because right now it's like women are having matches but they don't really feel like they're yes part of anything as opposed to like an actual one-on-one feud for something i thought that the way it would go i thought it would go brit winning the title so she's got the title match next week Riho or Sheeta gets pinned, probably Riho, so it'd be a definitive loss. Nyla attacks Riho, so that sets up something for Nyla and Riho to do. And then maybe Sheeta helps out Riho and is involved in that as well. Um, but it didn't. But Britt is backstage and you see a little bit more edge out of her. And I mean, she's legit one of the nicest people in wrestling. So I'm sure this is going to be an adjustment for her, but she's like, it really pisses me off that I'm out here working every single week and then you just show up and you steal wins. Which hang on, she, hang on, hang on. Go ahead. Hang on. She's working out she's out here working every single week. Plus she has her dental practice, Sean. So if she's going heel, I love that she brings that up. Yes. Because she should always bring that <laughs> up. <laughs> she should always bring that up. Um also I wish uh, do you all remember when MJF suffered like a little elbow injury? It was like earlier this summer and I was like, man, yeah. I would love a being the elite skit where she's like examining him and she's like, I'm sorry, we got to amputate. And he's like, you're a fucking dentist. <laughs> like she needs to really like, don't worry. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor over everything. I think it would work. Warren, I like seeing a little bit more edge out of her. Uh, it it got me excited for a Britt Baker heel turn, and it would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense. I think it would be a smart move for that to happen. Lord knows that sometimes a good – even if you're prime as a babyface, sometimes a good heel turn will just reignite a an eventual more dominant babyface baby uh, run. Uh, I, think, I think it would work out great for her because as you work as a heel – you don't have to work the same style as you would as a babyface where you have to be more explosive. You have to – you know, you, you sort of have to carry the crowd with a certain form of uh, – with a certain poise, you know. I think it would work really well. And if she does lean into the I'm a dentist stuff, it would just – it would put it over for me. I, I, it would be fantastic. More, more her, fi- her, finish, her finish is a rings of Saturn where she reaches into her opponent's mouth and tries to extract a tooth. Like, that couldn't be more heelish. Like, do that. That makes a lot more sense than a babyface trying to win matches that way. Joey Janela's backstage. He gets low-blowed by Penelope Ford, his ex-girlfriend, who walks away with Kip Sabian. Hey, sure. who, hasn't, who, who, hasn't had, who hasn't had that happen to them before, right? <laughs> right well, guys? I mean, if you're on the WWE roster, then yeah, everybody at this stage. <laughs> yeah, sure. Gives them something to do. I like Kip. I like Janela. Uh, Penelope's coming along, and sure. We uh, see a video package from Player Uno, and he says that the Elite have fallen and that the true reach of the Dark Order will be shown. Well, the uh, true reach of John Moxley and Trent was shown because they had a good match after this. I really think a pile driver should be a finish in AEW. Uh, we saw a Canadian Destroyer on the apron later with the Dustin, and I'm glad it didn't finish the match. Uh, or I'm glad it didn't get kicked out of. But man, I just think that's such an easy move. A good pile driver or a k- cradle pile driver because you're allowed to do it in AEW. And Warren, the retro review won't drop for a while, but you and I covered when worlds collide this week in a, in a retro review filming. 
and we saw a pile driver murder Octagon. Murdered him. He died. He they was selling the move 12 minutes later on a goddamn stretcher. It was amazing. Yep. Uh I that's what I want to see, but otherwise I love this match. I thought it was good. I like the Orange Cassidy Moxley interaction because Orange Cassidy is over. Warren, what'd you think of this? I I I was looking forward to this match probably more than anyone uh, than any other on on the on the card because I really felt like Trent and Mox would work well together and by God they do they really have some great chemistry they were not afraid to go strong style on each other uh, it was a big big physical match I love the spear on the floor that Moxley ate and then uh, uh, the half and half suplex. Um, and they were just laying into each other with some lariats, crazy stuff. I got, I got the exact same chills with the, with the pile driver because Trent has a really nice pile driver. Let's be honest. It looks real, real good. This, this lived up to what I was expecting. Two guys who are able to be real physical with each other that just went at it completely. I loved it for a TV match. This was nice and hard-hitting. And I got to admit, you know, talking to a couple of people online as we were doing this, a lot of people didn't think Trent had it in him. So good for him if that'll uh, boost his rating his uh, in the eyes of certain fans as well. I really like this match. Alex? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Trent's really uh, proving himself uh, as a as – a, uh, Kind of on a different level of as as uh, as his partner because it just feels like I, he, like they're they're giving him all these singles matches against you know really top uh, top single stars and the best friends are kind of like Trent and the other guy uh, which I don't know if that's going to like lead to a um, uh, like a storyline point or whatever but I I thought he hung hung in really well with uh, who was one of the obviously going to be the one of the bigger pushed guys on the entire roster for as long as he's there. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, as soon as I realized that it was going to be Trent uh, versus Moxley and he brought along uh, Orange Cassidy with him, like, oh, oh, dude, Orange, don't try any of your shtick with Moxley. He's going to shiv you. Like, that's, that's not going to stand for this kind of crap. And I loved that Moxley was like, oh, you can put your hands in your pockets? I have pockets, too. I just like if I wrestle in jeans as well. <laughs> I I I wonder if Trent hadn't attacked him at that moment, what he would have done to Moxley while never taking his hands out of his like Moxley would have done to Orange Cassidy without taking his hands out of his pockets. I thought this match was fine, and and like listen, they're doing all this great stuff of like making you like wonder about the 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 Moxley and Jericho interaction. Like I think we all assume. The answer is going to be no when we get to that point. But um, but I like that Moxley's just kind of just no selling all of it at this point, and we got to we got to wonder. He even says that Jericho has always been considered a friend to him, which I, I, I yes. like that wrinkle. Jericho appears on the screen and <laughs> offers him a Ford GT and forty nine percent of the inner circle <laughs> with a vice president position. The inner circle LLC. Yes. <laughs> Yes, um, that's pretty good stuff. I loved it. it clearly a rib. Said, I'll make yeah. you executive vice, vice president. I was like, oh, touche. That was so nice. 
Sammy Guevara defeated Dustin Rhodes, who has now wrestled on TV across five decades, 80s, 90s, 20s, uh, 2010s, and the 2020s. That's unbelievable. And as I mentioned, before Sammy was alive, he had runs in all Japan, WWF, WCW, and NWA. Jesus, man. And he's still doing it. And really, I thought it was good, except for one sloppy spine buster. That's about yeah. it. Um, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, Shane Helms always tells me not to pa- call people good hands. But Dustin Rhodes is like the ultimate hand for AEW. He is a familiar <laughs> name. He is a good wrestler. He is a veteran. He is a coach. He can do like anything. Eventually, if they ever have him compete for that AEW World Championship, he ain't going to win it. But he will have the crowd behind him firmly if he does it. And he's a guy that if if you had him compete on an episode of Dynamite for the title, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll watch that. I thought this was good stuff. But uh, Alex, what did you think? Well, I I, uh, I agree with uh, with you know the whole the whole, the match is fine. I think that it's really kind of cool to like showing um, uh, the, the old dog still got it kind of a thing with 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 Dustin Rhodes, which you're going to be right. You're going to be able to ride into the ground until until the point where he says, okay, yeah, this is I'm I'm ready to go out. They're always going to be able to, to, to continue that kind of a story in the ring. So maybe Navarro's he's just a lot of fun to watch as this cocky kid, you know. And I wonder what his character is going to be five ten years from mm-hmm. now if he can't play cocky 20 year old like like yeah. it's a weird interesting like where 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 does that character change but uh, what i we were talking about is like what you can do with with dustin rose i think the ultimate thing you can do with him is the whoever retires dustin rhodes in aew that's a rub like you you've yeah, never yeah. seen like and that's something they need to hold on to and figure out what that angle is going to be and when that's going to be but that can be a huge angle if they do like if you lose this match Dustin you're out like or whatever like that can be a major thing that they that they have in their back pocket to use to like rocket some young guy who beats him to the moon like I don't know what that's going to be but it, it's there for them to use and here's something that's really interesting that I think merits to be underscored it wrestling is fixed guys yep. so you could make any 50 year old be like oh he's still a master in the ring he can still pull off big victories in the wing he could do that we see it on nwa power no disrespect to tim storm tim storm is yeah. one of the most over guys right now in nwa and with reason they're booking him super well but god bless him and again no disrespect to tim storm and his legacy but his time has passed he cannot go like Dustin can. Yes. Dustin has that sheen, not because he's being storylined into it. It's because he goes into the ring and he does shit that he should not necessarily be doing or that he could he could just choose not to do. But he's doing it anyway, and that's garnering respect. That's where the fans are like, oh, my God, and this is what's making him, and that's why Alex has – the 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 thought that he that, that he has where he's like whoever retires Dustin is going to get the rub it's going to be a legitimate rub it's not going to be like pure storyline this is one you're going to want to protect yeah what did you all think of Hager uh, hitting Rhodes the low blow we've not seen Hager wrestle yet it's it's kind of amazing to me that we're probably going to see Wardlow wrestle before we see Hager wrestle 
in AEW. Um, they're they're saving that for something. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what they're saving the, it for something. I don't know what the money is in saving Jake Hager. I really don't. I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't see that, it. I think that everybody kind of remembers him as Jack Swagger, the you know, the the real American guy who then became a jobber. Like, I don't feel like there's a, you know, like I don't know what 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 you're holding on to him for. Like, if you if if you put him in the ring with somebody who we all thought in AEW was a killer. And Hager just like taps him out at, like nothing. Like make him into like, oh no, this guy's a real MMA threat. He was losing in the other place because of bad creative or whatever. But now we can you could you could make him into something, but like him just hanging out at ringside and like hitting dudes in the nards, I don't know what that adds. You know? Like, I don't know. MJF comes out with Wardlow, uh trolls around the ring for a little bit during- this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply during the commercial, and then announces the stipulations. He says that the stipulations in order to face Cody are that uh, he would have to face him at, uh, I believe, Revolution on the 29th. Cody would have to face Wardlow in a steel cage match, and he has to, he has to be able to whip Cody 10 times the leather belt. <laughs> and he can't touch uh, MJF until then. I, I believe. Yeah. This is this is incredibly heelish, and I appreciate it. Like, it's just so, it's so shitty. He's like, this, 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 and this. It's like when you ask for everything, and you're like, I'll settle for like half that. But you <laughs> ask for the, the big amount. This is the moment where I ask myself, who is okaying all of this? Who backstage is giving the green? Is MJ, does MJF has like, power of attorney over his own matches. I don't know if that's the exact, the proper term, but this is the moment where I'm wondering who's giving the okays to this, because if I'm Cody Rhodes, I sort of take a step back and like, I don't like, you know what? This is a little too much work than what it's worth. Honestly. Well, maybe he'll say that. Honestly. Yeah. And maybe he'll say that next week. And I would appreciate that. I know, I know the elite guys don't position themselves on dynamite as the bosses i know that and 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 i do appreciate that at the same time they hint at it on occasion but they don't outright present themselves as such but we know how it works we know who we know who's in charge so is cody getting all the this list of demands and he's like okay fine whatever he wants 
it, it just seems a little odd to me, especially when he got to the I have to lash you ten times. Like, who's going to agree to that? All, like, uh, I don't know. All of this could be solved with with a couple of really fun. And I, again, MJF could make could make this kind of thing sing. Like, if he goes out there and is like, so Cody, I know you're like a VP and everything, but that's not the top. There are people above you. So I went to Mr. Khan. Oh, not Tony. His daddy. Great guy. Lovely mustache. Terrible football team. Great mustache. And he agreed that to anything that I say, because guess what, Tony? Guess what, Cody? He knows I'm more valuable than you because I'm way younger than you. And he wants to lock me up for this company for as long as possible. You just wrote a good MJF promo, Alex. Like, you know, that that (laughs) kind of stuff. There's a lot of stuff they could do. That's a fantastic MJF promo. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty solid. It, it it makes you wonder, like, is it even worth it to Cody to do all this? Uh, and that's the thing. You would believe that if Cody was like, no, not really, MJF would be like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, MJF, like, I, I believe that he thinks he's getting away with something now, but if Cody said no, he'd be like, I cut you a deal, man. Like, <laughs> this is highway robbery. Breaking and my here's, balls and, here. And here's one thing. This is probably, unless there's something that happens, this is probably going to be Wardlow's debut. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a little strange because, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, can he lose? Can he win? It's some well, interesting if it, booking. If it's, if it's an escape the cage match. And Cody escapes. He maybe he can be looked. He can look be looked at like you know, mm-hmm. like he didn't actually get pinned or something. I, I mean, I don't love that. And you're right. I, I would like to see Wardlow like beat some people before he loses a match to Cody Rhodes. In, in whatever context, it is odd they're doing that. And I wonder if it's kind of a thing like, if it wasn't a cage match, I could say like Cody could win via disqualification. Like, you know, they could just say, we're just going to beat you up in like six of us or whatever it is and do that as a it's a very odd thing to be structured around. Cody has to beat Wardlow in a steel cage in order to get the match with MJF, which means he's going to beat Wardlow in a steel cage. That's that's a that's a foregone conclusion because the match with MJF is going to happen. So so Wardlow's losing his first match. That's weird thing to like say. It's to say to us immediately, you're telling us Wardlow's losing his first match. That's a weird thing to like come out and say out loud. Highlights are shown of Jungle Boy lasting 10 minutes with Jericho. I thought he cut a pretty solid, like, kind of subdued promo. He's one of those guys that just, you hear interviews and you're like, is he going to get it? But then he does, like, I mean, shoot interviews. Then he does this promo and I'm like, that's pretty solid. It's a Mm babyface promo. Says Jurassic Express will have a big decade. I didn't hear what Luchasaurus said because the terrible audio like drowned him out. But well, this is simple enough, Warren. Sure. Uh, honestly, I would have liked I would have liked to see him book tonight, coming off of that, and yeah. finally getting his win. That I really would have I would have dug that quite a quite a bit. We're still you know the the, the memory of the win of or lasting. 10 minutes is still fresh and he comes out and he finally gets his win tonight. I thought that would have been a great way to kick off the year, build off the momentum. But uh, yeah, look, um, we've talked about it enough. They have to start giving 
these guys wins. They really yeah. do. The only one who can keep eating pins will be fine is Marco Stunt. The other two has to start. They have to start racking up wins. The elite defeated uh, Pac and the Lucha Brothers. Now I gotta say this was a good match, but I am so goddamn over watching the elite wrestle the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. I do not want to see it again. Like I don't want to see it for the rest of the year at all. I'm done with it. I'm ready to move on. The Elite win, and my favorite thing about the match is them trying to get Hangman Page from the commentary table to come celebrate, and he's like, I I didn't really do anything. I didn't really do anything. And his nameplate said, Hangman Page has been drinking, which I thought was pretty great. Uh, Alex, your your thoughts on the, the main event of tonight's show? Um, I, I, I'll watch Pac do anything mm-hmm. yeah. for, for forever. Like, I just, I love that hey, watching that guy. Worth, worth mentioning, the guys involved in this match over the last two years have been champions in New Japan, Ring of mm-hmm. Honor, AAA, Lucha Underground, WWE, uh, Impact yeah. Wrestling, all over the place. So, yeah. these are world-traveled, top-of-the-line guys, yeah. as much as yeah. I don't want to see them wrestle each other anymore. Right. I mean, and the thing is that when you, when you say that, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't want to watch Charlotte versus wrestle Natalia ever again, because those matches to me are boring. At sure. least mm-hmm. I know when I'm watching Young Bucks at, versus the Ucha Butters, there's going to be four or five spots. And I'm like, damn, that was pretty great. Even though, yeah, I feel like I have seen it all, all over again. I always feel like there's going to be something different. So I agree with you in theory, but I also know eventually the Young Bucks are going to be the champions of the tag division, and the Lucha Butters are also eventually going to be the champions of the tag division, and eventually they're going to have matches against each other for those belts. I don't think we're going to, I don't think that's going to happen in 2021. I think it's happened during 2020. Um, but aside, all of this aside, um, the thing that you say with, with, the, with the Adam Page thing, his little deal backstage with, um, with Private Party um, where, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I want to see, I want to see where AEW goes with this because I don't love the idea of alcoholism being a, a story point if it's not like handled properly. Like if you start putting in jokes like has been drinking, I, I don't know where we're, where we're going with this. I'm, I'm willing to see, but right now I'm like, there's that, this is a tightrope you guys got to walk. Well, I mean, the way that AEW, if I unless I'm mistaken, I mean it's in the the drama portion of TNT's lineup, right? I mean it's That's, like yeah. portrayed as that, and it's it's heavily portrayed as it's a TV show, it's a sports mm-hmm. themed sure. TV show. But t- to be honest with you, I would love it if wrestling was more in the vein of playmakers on ESPN back in the sure. day than sure. than what it is. Uh, but then you'll have people that are like, well, you didn't like the Lashley Law on a Wedding. That ain't Playmakers, my friend. <laughs> Go back and watch the damn show. That ain't it. Yeah. But, um, I get what you're saying. Like, it, you want there to be substance to it, not to be just some comedy crutch or like something stupid. Right, right. If, if, if Adam Page is stumbling around the ring pulling a flask out of his chaps, like that, I don't, I don't need that. That's not great. If yeah. if, it, if it's handled well, like the reason he he's he's reacting to something in his life and he's starting drinking by it, like you could do a story with it with as long as it's handled, so it's not like you know 
hey, it's funny because he drinks. Like, that's not great. And really, to me, I think it (sighs) – wrestling has always had a storied and very, very difficult history with addiction Mm -hmm. on all levels. So it makes me a little uncomfortable to see a wrestler pretending to be drunk while we have seen Scott Hall, Hawk, Jake Roberts – all uh, all in states that they should not be wrestling in. And I'm just talking about alcohol. I'm not talking about the drugs. Yeah. Where we had Lex Luger and Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero all have their own addictions to alcohol that they had to deal with that took them away from the business and that added years on their life. And a couple of guys didn't recover from it either. It's a very, very fine line they're walking on. I as well am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But when you have one segment where you have two guys, private party, who look at Adam Page and they're like, dude, we're worried about you. And then on the nameplate it says, oh, he's been drinking. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what line they're willing to walk here because it makes me, as a wrestling fan, a little uncomfortable. So there was no NXT uh, really in, in totality tonight. There was last week, though. Roderick Strong retained over Austin Theory. You had Isaiah Scott defeating Jack Gallagher. You had Candice LeRae defeating Tenera. Uh, it was a holiday show, but I mean, really, you, you got effectively a full show. Dijak over Bronson Reed, uh, Bianca Belair over Shotzi Blackheart, Keith Lee and Leo Rush over Damian Priest and Tony Nese. Uh, also, tonight on NXT, uh, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic field was announced. Undisputed Era, Forgotten Sons, Riddle and Pete Dunne, the Grizzled Young Veterans, Gallus and then uh, Imperium. Then you got Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, Kashida and TBA. Alex, quickly, uh, anything that stood out to you specifically la- on last week's show? Well, um, uh, uh, quickly, uh, I will say that I think uh, Swerve uh, has a really bright future ahead of him. Uh, he's he's one of those guys to really look look out for in twenty twenty. Um, uh, Austin Theory. Is like I feel like if like if you just like tapped into Vince McMahon's id like somewhere in his brain and had that feature design like a, a wrestler what they should look like you'd come up with Austin Theory. Um, so yeah, I think that's interesting to see where they where they go with him. His match with with Strong was great. Uh, love watching Bianca Belair in action. I, I really think she should be on SmackDown already. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart's debut, she looks great too. The whole thing on Christmas was great. And if you want to hear me talk about it more in depth, uh, last uh, Saturday's episode of Sour Graps, I not only crap all over SmackDown from the <laughs> night before, but I say how great uh, I thought the Christmas episode of NXT was. Now, as far as the dusty, the dusty thing goes, one of the biggest th- great things on the su- Christmas night episode of NXT was Keith Lee and Leo Rush. Um, as I call it, call, christen them Keith Leo, is an amazing tag team that they they had put together. Like these guys are great together, and I was like, "There's your Dusty Classic winners." They're not even in the field. You create them, you put them on TV. They have an might They have a great match. They have great chemistry together. They're not even in the field, and there's like the one person of color in the field is Kushida. So far, like I, I would love it if it weren't just all bearded white dudes. Like having Keith Lee and Leo Rush together would really help to like. That's why I, you know, I can't be arsed to care about that entire company, that entire NXT UK company. Everyone looks the same. Everybody. 
The yeah. only ones that don't are the heels that all shave Imperium. <laughs> and I think Wolf is the, still has a beard. Ah, yep. Warren, any thoughts on the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic field? The grizzled young veterans are in it, and they should devour everyone. Thank you very much. Yeah, too well, bad it, they're going to lose it, to the Forgotten Sons no, round one. No, probably. they've already, they've they've released the bracket. Mm. Um, the grizzled young vets in the first round are going up against Kushida and Mystery Partner. Okay, so. I don't not know look, how that's going to turn not out. Not looking good. Not looking um, good. But we do the, the Forgotten the whole, Sons face. The the, the, uh, the the they they face Imperium in the first round. So you got you got a lot of heel heel stuff in the first round because also Undisputed Era faces Gallus. So that's some heel heel stuff right there. Uh, but the big match to me, the one that's going to be a lot of fun in the first round is Matt Duddle, Matt Middle and Pete Dunn versus Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster because I like Andrews and Webster what they do. They're completely different than anybody else in this in this bracket. Like they're not, they do different things. Um, but I am looking forward to in the second round, Riddle and Dunn versus Imperium because that'll be a lot of fun. What if Cameron Grimes and Kushida Fuck come off. together over Bye. the love of a hat? Bye. <laughs> Male competitor of the year, Adam Cole wins. Yeah. Uh, he beats. You, you can go to the website. We've got them all there. Female competitor of the year, Shayna Baszler. Tag team of the year, Undisputed Era. Rivalry of the year, Gargano versus Cole. Breakout star of the year, Keith Lee. Overall competitor of the year, Adam Cole. Takeover of the year was War Games. Future star of the year, Dakota Kai. Match of the year, Cole versus Gargano in New York. Those are your awards. Go over there. Talk some trash on our comment section at Fightful. It's a good time, I assure you. We'll be back to regular schedule uh, next Wednesday, but but we're not done here. We're not done here. Uh, we are going to make Wrestle Kingdom predictions for night one and two. Fightful has full live coverage of both nights. You can check out Warren's live post shows on his channel. But we are doing a wrap-up after night two. I think it's going to be in the afternoon to give you guys time to catch up. But let's go ahead and talk about these. Or let's make some quick predictions because there's a lot of them. First off... The uh, stardom match that people swore would never happen at Wrestle Kingdom. But I got some death threats for even suggesting such a thing would occur. Maya Iwatani and Hoshiki against Kimura and Gula. What do you think, Warren? Uh, if I, if I, I, I I'm, I, am not, uh, I'm not as great a Joshi expert as you are, Sean, but, uh, I know that's my, I know that you can't bet against Mayu, so I think, uh, her team's gonna win. Yes. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the, the rest of the show. Nagata and Nakanishi against Tenkozy. Alex, Nagata has that brand new contract. Do you think it's enough to get him this win? I know you've been following along with bated breath. Yes, no, I, I agree. Nagata. Warren? <laughs> I hope it's Tenkozy because the tag team division they're a le- they're a legendary tag team yes. and the tag team division just needs a little I hope it's them. You have Coughlin, Connors, Fredericks and Hanare against Imora, Suji, Hanma and Makabe. I'm going with the latter, Warren. Same. I I'm going to make the prediction for Alex. He also agrees. I do. But the Jushin Liger retirement match, Liger, Fujinami, Sasuke, and Tiger Mask, what a goddamn team that is. Right. 
taking on Naoki Sato, Shinjiro Otani, Takaiwa, and Taguchi. I, I think Liger wins this. I think it's pretty obvious. You got a team like that, uh, Alex, you're, you're going to have them win. Yeah, you, you should. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if no, but if it was like a singles match, he would go out on his back. That may, makes sense. But if it's like this, the team thing, I think that there's a really great uh, opportunity to have him go out on top. Warren? Yeah, I, I yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you're getting Fujinami and Suzuki into the mix there. Liger's team is winning this one, for sure. The LIJ combo of Bushi, Takagi, Evil and Sonata against the uh, Suzuki Gun combo of Desperado, Taichi, Suzuki, and Zack Sabre. Now, I don't quite love that it's two nights of Wrestle Kingdom, but you're still getting a bunch of those random-ass eight-man tags. I ain't a about that, Warren. Yeah, well, that's a new. It, it is a new Japan staple, though. Still that's a how new they get Japan the, Rumble. That well, sure, they could have done that, but this is how they're giving everyone their paycheck here. Uh, they're, this is the this is the match where they're throwing uh, Minoru Suzuki in here, Bushi, El Desperado. This is where they're getting. This is where they're getting their paychecks because they're only on night one. There's an argument to be made that a guy like Minoru Suzuki should be having his own singles match, but that's neither here or there at this point. Uh, I think the Suzuki, the Suzuki Gun guys get the win here. Yoshihashi Toroyano, uh, Ishii and Goto against the Bullet Club combo of Chase Owens, Takahashi, uh, uh, Yujiro Takahashi for those confused, Bad Luck Fale and Kenta. I think you gotta go Bullet Club here, Warren. You, you do? Yeah. Cause this is, this is Bullet Club B team right here outside Kenta. of Kenta. Outside of Kenta. Excuse At least on the me. other side, Babylon uh, Fale other... is a founding member. Yes, but it's not the ba- It's no longer the Fale we once knew and loved. Right. Yeah. Uh, love. However, however, the big extenuating circumstance here is that the Chaos team has to contend with having Yoshihashi on their side. Yeah, this so, scene, fuck him. So um, maybe Chaos. Alex? Kenta. There you go. <laughs> IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. <laughs> Gorillas of Destiny against Juice Robinson and David Finley, uh, who won Tag League to get this title shot. You're shaking your head, Warren. Makes com- no sense at all. Finn Juice is what they're calling themselves. Uh, <laughs> Finley and, and Juice Robinson. It's absurd. It's absurd. And Juice Robinson, outside of the four guys, the four main event guys – who are in the top title contenders, is the only other wrestler who's competing on both nights for titles on both nights. It's ridiculous. Um, Look, the tag team division in New Japan is in shambles, absolute shambles, since the elite left and they they brought, uh, they got uh, uh, the best friends to leave with them. There's nothing going on. So uh, gorillas are going to maintain, I'm convinced. I agree. Uh, Alex, we'll just skip over you. Uh, Lance Archer... Takes on John Moxley in a Texas death match for the IWGP United States Championship. Moxley's surely going to win this. Lance Archer told me he's on a tour-to-tour deal with New nope. Japan, as is. But Moxley will likely win this and move on to night two and face Juice Robinson. Well, I mean, it depends what New Japan really wants to do because they put a tremendous amount of stock in Lance Archer this year, and it has they paid did. off for them. But it. Lance didn't expect any of that. He wasn't even supposed to be in the G1. That's true. But uh, it still paid off for him big time. Uh, and he's so credible. He's so good. 
Um, yeah. You know, Moxley and Archer in a Texas death match. You know who the winner is, Sean? The fans. <laughs> Alex? I agree. The fans are the winners. Will Ospreay taking on Takahashi. Hiromu's got to win this. Oh, for sure. For sure. And what a brilliant match this is cracked up to be. Takahashi wins, of course. Jay White taking on Naito. Intercontinental Championship match. Ooh, Warren, I want your thoughts here. Oh, See, this is the tough one because I'm a, I'm a Naito fan, and year after year, I would say this is Naito's year, and then you know, then people crap in our mouths, booking just like no, it's not Naito's year. And the thing is that Jay White, he is so solid as a heel. What we have to understand here is that the winner of this match, Jay White is the Intercontinental Champion. The winner of this match faces the winner of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match right after on night two. So honestly, you know, New Japan likes to book stories. They like to book their history into their matches. I think Jay White is going to win this one. And all us Naito fans are going to crush our skulls against the walls again. But I really think White is going to win because it makes more sense for Knight 2. So uh, that begs the question, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Okada versus Ibushi. Who emerges victorious? Common sense would say Okada because they probably trust him to main event two shows more than Ibushi. Absolutely, Okada. Uh, Okada has to retain. And here's another thing: they already have they already have a a, a, a the first tour of America right coming up in, yes. in, like in January, a couple of weeks after Bash. People, Kazuchika Okada is arguably. The only real true draw in wrestling right now. People want to see this guy as champion wrestle. I This is something that I firmly believe in. And if you're going to come to North America, people want to have the, the, the New Japan experience. Well, you give you keep the title on Okada. You have him come in as champ. It just makes perfect sense. So Okada maintains, uh, retains on night one and night two. I'm I'm with you there, uh, Alex. Any particular thoughts on that? Um, my thoughts are Okada versus Ibushi is going to kick all kinds oh, of ass. God, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Oh god, yeah. And then the the losers of those two matches, which we have predicted to be Ibushi and Naito. Ooh, that's also going to be a good one, night too. You yeah. know what I would have liked? I would have liked some stakes to this one. Why? Like because this is yes. what I was arguing a couple of weeks ago on another show. Why would then Naito and Ibushi want to go into night two and wrestle? What's their incentive? The yeah. the, the third place? No. No. Maybe there's there's, there's even, nothing here. Even like a never championship match would, would have been nice. Speaking of, Kenta defends against Goto. I think he wins. Uh, Yeah. Yes. I think so too. And I know that Alex also thinks that because he knows Kenta's name. Kenta. <laughs> United States Championship. Uh, Archer or Moxley. Against uh, Juice Robinson, I think Juice takes this one probably because he's the one with the contract. But <laughs> you never know. You and never know. and Moxley Moxley has one over Juice. Uh-huh. Fair. Um. Now a match that I can't wait for: Jericho versus Tanahashi. If oh. Tanahashi wins, he gets an AEW title shot. 
this is how it needs to happen, guys. The, the, yes. Everybody needs to put their egos aside, and these two companies need to work together because, one, Impact just went and fucked up their chance to do it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ring of Honor, with every show they promote, prove why they shouldn't be the ones to do it. Um, MLW, yeah, I don't think it's going to be them. AEW could solve a lot of problems with this New Japan thing. One, mm-hmm. if their wrestlers get on the USA dates for New Japan, well, that fixes a lot of the, hey, you're paying guys six figures to work two days a month type of thing. And it helps New Japan establish a footprint in America without access. Oh, it'd be so good. And and, and it'll probably help uh, round out those uh, those attendance numbers, you know, some of the shows that exactly. uh, aren't selling out so fast. You know, suddenly you have a, a, a Hiroshi Tanahashi, you have a Kota Ibushi on the card. Oh, oh, okay. That'll perk up some ears. I'm really looking – and you know – the last BTE, no, not the BTE, the um, uh, Wrestlers Ordering Room Service, the one with the, the Bucks and Kenny Omega, kind of felt like they were mending some bridges there with the New Japan stuff. Not uh, not some of this uh, more uh, terse, uh, oh, New Japan wanted – there's some companies in, that wanted to keep me out of uh, Japan kind of talk, you know? Felt like they were mending uh, some bridges here. I find this whole situation very interesting. This on a purely – political aspect on what 2020 could look like this is the most interesting match of the weekend especially because like it just gives them such an obvious opening to do all of those things if if the first domino is tanahashi beating jericho and then getting a title match uh in aw all of a sudden all the rest of those dominoes could fall at least in a storyline way to put everything like and AEW working with New Japan, all of a sudden that that looks a lot more as a dangerous threat to WWE if all if all those those rosters come together. Oof. We have Zack Saber Jr. against Sonata. Saber uh, is defending the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. I think he's going to win this. This is just something to add tonight to. I think yep. uh, Warren. I think Sonata wins it because he had too good of a 2019 to uh, not get a little uh, a little reward, such as a big Wrestle Kingdom win. I think Sonata wins. Okay, uh, Alex, any thoughts? I I, mean, I, I love Zack Saber Jr. Man, I, I'm a really big fan of that guy. Plus, yeah. plus he's going to blame it on Boris Johnson. It's going to be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the, the the after interview, the, the press conference might be great if he were It'd to be lose. Brilliant. Junior heavyweight tag titles, the Bullet Club combo of Ishimori and Phantasmo against one of my favorite teams, Rapongi 3K, Show and Yo. Uh, this could be this could go either way in my mind. Um, I mean that Rapongi is the or Rapongi 3K is the the team in that division, but I think it, it's long overdue for there just to be one tag division. I'm so like there, it doesn't need to do it, and honestly, combining them would make it so much better because you have a contrast in styles. Warren, I care more about that than the actual match, even though it's going to be good. Yeah, no, the, that, that's that's the story that a lot of us have been uh, been discussing. It's why, just do away with the weight divisions or add more tag teams, whichever way you want to do it. But yeah. right now, I mean, there's no reason to maintain uh, 
to maintain uh, uh, a, a, a weight class. Um, this this has all sorts of potential. This sh- should be a lot of fun. Ishimori is so, so, so underappreciated right now in New Japan. It is bananas. Phantasmo had some great matches this year. And like you said, Sho and Yo, they work well together. They're the premier team of the entire division, heavyweight or junior heavyweight. Uh, so I could see Rapongi regaining the titles for a feel-good moment, sure. You have the true Jushin Liger retirement match. He teams up with Sano against Ryuli and Takahashi. Do you see him going out on his back, Warren? Yes. I do too. Because I, I really see this match as a passing, passing of the torch. Liger and Sano, legendary rivalry. You know, not just a few. This is a legendary rivalry. What do you have on the other side? Who's on the other team? Dragon you have Lee. Dragon Lee. Friggin'. And, yeah. The, the guy who paralyzed Hiromu or, you know, close to. And there, they've all, they, they already had the seeds of this, this rivalry going forward. So this is literally a passing of the torch from both guys, from both Sano and Liger ultimately to the new guys, to the new aces of the junior heavyweight division. These two guys right here. Uh, and Liger, I, I'm convinced Liger's going to do the right thing and he's going to lie down and Hiromu's going to get the pin because he won the championship the night before and Hiromu deserves everything. He deserves Everything. How about you, Alex? No, I, I, I agree that, that, you know, that's, that's what I would do in, in that situation as well. <laughs> main event, main event of both nights, the never open weight six man tag team championship gauntlet to Gucci, Makabe, and Yano take on Robbie Eagles, Yoshihashi, and Ishii. You got Bushi, Shingo, and evil in there. You got Kanemaru, Desperado, and Tai Chi. I just gotta find a way to get Tai Chi on my goddamn screen for some reason. And then you got Owen, Takahashi, and Fale. These and the ROH six mans are the most worthless fucking titles I have ever seen. Jesus Christ. These were ill conceived. Like, they were like, you know what? We got a bunch of six and eight man tags. How can we make them mean? Like, like slightly more than nothing. <laughs> Let's make titles that never get defended. Four times a year we'll defend these sons of bitches. Let's do it. Taguchi, Makabe, and Yano, I think, are winning. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Because really here's the thing. Matter. They might lose them, and then the next night, for some reason, they'll just run it at Dash, and they'll win them back or something. I couldn't even tell you... The last time I saw the never open weight six man titles be defended on TV, Sean, I don't even remember. Man, we could be the champions and nobody would know any better. <laughs> Alex probably doesn't even realize it. No, I, I, I'm, I thought you guys were the champions. I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. Well, you are also a champion. It's six man tag. Uh, Warren, let oh, okay. people know where they can follow you. Uh, Mr. Warren Hayes on Twitter or on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I'll be having my own show, uh, tomorrow, Thursday. I'll be back here on Friday for the post show. And yes, uh, immediate post shows for both night one and two of Wrestle Kingdom. Please come uh, say hello. Of course, guys, we do have a uh, live discussion over there during those shows at fightful.com. Alex, you are back on Friday with Sour Graps. Yes, I will be talking or, about may, maybe Saturday. Sometimes you do them a day after. Depending on what I can, what I can do. Sure. Sometimes it's just too difficult to 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 catch up on on SmackDown because I can't watch it live. 
But uh, it definitely this weekend, uh, talking about SmackDown uh, on Sour Graps on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, I, honest, I honestly, who boy, <laughs> these main roster shows have been on a tear, yeah. let me tell you. Uh, but you can also follow me on Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, guys, this is a big week for Fightful Select. And I know some of you are used to sending super chats. Just subscribe to Fightful Select. That's the most direct way to support us. But today I dropped a Q&A podcast with over 100 questions answered. Uh, Friday afternoon, a show with myself and Warren drops. It's a retro review podcast where we take a look at cable televised Royal Rumbles. I'm talking the corporate Royal Rumble uh, where China gained her number 30 position in the Rumble. A tag team Rumble that saw it kick off with Kane and Mankind versus Legion of Doom. This is two weeks before Kane became world champion and Mick Foley got thrown off the goddamn cell. Uh, we've got, uh, I think, a minis rumble. There's the 2004 Royal Rumble uh, on SmackDown that saw Eddie Guerrero get his title shot. There's a seven-man Royal Rumble featuring like Punk, Orton, Cena, Sheamus, John Morrison, a lot of cool names. It was a really good look at things. And then, of course, you have Sour Graps. You have the Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen. Lots of cool stuff over there, guys. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.